0: Brothers Podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who have spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a place for those who long to belong and bring truth to troubled hearts and to leave a night light on for you. Now the, the question that we're asking tonight is, why does it get worse before it gets better? And kind of how can we handle those situations when you find yourself, uh, life is cleaning your clock, life is fixing your little red wagon, you find yourself feeling like the statue and not the pigeon and life's getting hard and it's tough and you you find yourself up against uh, what feels like insurmountable odds and the pain has been intense the pain has lasted a long time and you're beginning to say why God why? Uh, Moses would understand exactly what you feel in fact His words in Exodus chapter 5 and verse 22, which is our nightlight. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people, neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Sort of a why God, why message. He's struggling with it. It's hurting him. He... He doesn't want to see anybody suffer. He doesn't want to see the people be in bondage. Earlier, he'd even, he'd even attacked a guard, uh, a soldier that was abusing an Israelite and had to spend four decades on the backside of the desert because it wasn't God's time to bring about the deliverance. But Moses had a passion for the deliverance, and yet it wasn't happening. Sometimes you and I will have very vivid, deep, passionate dreams of accomplishing great things and then we find ourselves stymied and stuck, we find ourselves hurting and in certain areas of our life and so what we looked at the other day or yesterday was the concept, this concept why does God allow sometimes things to get worse before they get better? Here's number one point that we looked at so that God can do deal with the deep problems that started it all to begin with. God sometimes has to dig down to the root of the issue so that the fruit can turn good. Uh, I I injured my hand when I was a kid. I was uh, I, I wanted to make a bow and arrow the way the Native American Indians did. I'd seen a lot of westerns and red westerns and I always admired the Native Americans and their their resilience and I went out and I I got a big massive green limb I bent it I, I made made my own bow and I realized I needed an arrow, but I didn't know how to make an arrow. I knew basically how to make a bow that would that would at least fling something forward. And I picked up a broken piece of 2x4 and I put it into the, into the bow and arrow. And I pulled it back and it was resting on my hand. And it shot a sliver deep into my hand while it shot the piece of the 2x4 on towards the target. I missed the target, but I certainly nailed my hand. And there's about an inch long scar that's on my hand right now where that happened. went into my mom crying because it really really hurt and and she tried to dig it out with tweezers she tried to do the the normal stuff that we had done with other kind of splinters all to no avail and she realized that she was going to have to cut this out and it was going to be about a half an inch to an inch cut to be able to get the sliver out and man i did not want to have that happen in my little mind that sort of sounded a lot like an amputation and i just wanted to keep my hand thank you very much i was freaked out well I wouldn't let her do it. So about a week goes by and my hand is swelling up because there's infection there because that was a dirty two by four. And my I got where I couldn't close. I couldn't make a fist with my hand. Every time I touch something, it's an excruciating pain up my arm. I mean, it, it was hurting. And finally, when I got to hurting bad enough, I submitted to the minor corrective surgery of my mother and she cut the splinter out And was able to get it cleaned out with peroxide and mechiracom, if you ever had that on there, and uh, iodine, that kind of stuff. Got it cleaned out and the infection was dealt with. I still have the scar to remind me that sometimes, uh, in order for healing to take place, there's got to be a deep work that goes on, not just a superficial work. And so sometimes God allows pain to take place in our lives so that you and I will allow Him to do the deep work and change the things that cause the problems in the first place. Second thing that we're going to look at tonight is this, so that you and I will understand that when God brings a deliverance, it's not because Pharaoh is weak, it is because God is strong. When God brings a deliverance, it's not because Pharaoh is weak, it is because God is strong. One of the basic lessons that God has been trying to teach humanity for all of human history is that there is a God and you are not God. You are not Him. And Pharaoh was under the the concept or the thought that he was God. He believed that he was divine and God was going to have to teach him that he was not divine and he was going to have to communicate a message that would be um, clearly understood by the Israelites and by the rest of the watching world. But there is one God, and it's not Pharaoh. And the, the modern lesson for that is there's one God, and it's not you. And uh, sometimes we, we get on the throne of our lives, and God has to sometimes allow circumstances to help us to dethrone self and enthrone God. God is, in, is enthroned in the praises of his people. When you and I begin to praise Him and worship Him for who He really is, as the God of the universe, then we can begin to see radical deliverances take place. And God gets glory from it. God gets glory because we, we allow the right one to sit on the throne. But here's the problem we, 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 watch, we watch the devil do his work, we, we feel the pain that, that Satan and sin and self causes and we get frustrated because it feels like evil is winning it feels like pain is permanent it feels like it, we feel distraught and we don't know what to do about it well let's think through this we got to give god his time to accomplish his will More like the little kid that's uh, watching his baseball team he's up in the stands and he's watching his team play the opposite team is up at bat and the score is 19 to 0 against the kid a man comes up and looks at the kid, sees him sitting there all smiling. And he goes, why are you smiling, son? Your team is getting clobbered. He goes, oh, no, sir, we're not getting clobbered. We haven't even been to bat yet. And he's he's pretty confident in his ability to win that game. Look, I'm not confident in my ability to win anything. What I am confident in is I need to hold on long, long enough for God to get up to bat. Because we've watched Satan do his work and we see him bring about his machinations, we need to be able to wait long enough, hold on long enough, stay strong enough to be able to wait for God to do what he's going to do. Now, that isn't always immediate. Um, Sometimes it's in eternity. Sometimes it's after this life is over. And we're going to look at a concept later. It's not tonight, but in another one, where God, we think in moments, God thinks in millennia. We think in moments, God thinks in millennia. God's doing something bigger and longer and stronger than you and I can possibly imagine. And sometimes we get drilled down on the current, uh, the current situation and how it makes us feel, and that's how Moses was. He's like, God, I don't understand, I don't get it, I'm, I'm frustrated, you, you sent me here to bring about a deliverance, you sent me here to deliver a message, and it doesn't seem like you're doing it. It seems like, it seems like Pharaoh's winning look we know the end of the story by the time you get to exodus chapter 12 pharaoh's entire army is dead at the bottom of the red sea there have been a series of ten plagues that have been unleashed on the nation of Egypt in judgment for the enslavement of the children of Israel and because a proud ruler wouldn't allow God the, the, his place on the throne and you, you have all of these these sweeping things that come in and God is up at bat and he swings, he points to a place in the grandstands and he, and he creates a grand slam. God can begin to do this in your life as well but you do have to hold on, you do have to stay strong and trust him now each one of these principles that we're going to be talking about not all of them will be applicable to your situation but almost certainly one or two of them will be so be sure to stay tuned each each night as we bring these to, to bear I think one of these is really going to help you but let's let's close our time together here in prayer thank you for your attentiveness Dear Lord God, I pray that you'd be with these that are under the sound of my voice. I do not know the need that they have. I don't know if it's a physical pain that they have, God. I'm asking that you ease that and allow them to know that you love them and care for them and allow them to to, to know that there is a place where there is no sickness, disease, that there's no death, there's no graveyards, there's no emergency rooms, there's no hospital rooms because none of those things are needed, God. Thank you that we have a home to look forward to. But God, in the meantime, I'm asking that you ease the pain that's in their physical body. Bring deliverance to them, Lord Jesus. God, I'm asking as well for those that are struggling in, in their relationships, they're struggling in, Lord, in, on the job, they're struggling in... Lord, that their, their mental state of mind, they're not at peace in their mind and their heart is troubled. I'm asking that you give them a peace that passes understanding to garrison or guard their hearts and minds as they lay down and go to sleep tonight. Allow them to remember that you are the, you are the God who neither slumbers nor sleeps and you leave a night light on for us even so, so that you and I, so that we can lay down and have rest. Thank you again for all that you've done. Watch out over these in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a good night.